Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Morning Breeze. The Morning Breeze. On demand. Good morning from Jack Culp and Carolyn McCardle. Carolyn, have you ever been in a situation where silence actually woke you up? <laughs> when it's almost too quiet? <laughs> it's almost too quiet. Yeah. We lost our power last night. It wasn't one of the public safety shutdowns or it wasn't due to the fires or anything like that. It was just a, a technical glitch somewhere here in Novato. So we lost power. And when the power went off, it woke me up because everything was so quiet and it was so, so peaceful, so nice. But, you know, you're in that situation where you don't know how long the power is going to be out. Yeah. But with all the lights off, no sounds at all, I, I can't say that I've ever been more relaxed. That's interesting because for me, the opposite happens when it's that quiet. My anxiety feels like you kind of touched oh. on that just now where you start <laughs> thinking about when's it going to come back on? What's going to happen? But it is interesting. It's almost like Nevada was in the middle of the woods. <laughs> just exactly. In, in this serene, you know, you had this serene moment. And I like that you can appreciate having your power off, like putting you, a positive spin on it, I guess. that, that you, Exactly. You really don't know what dark is until the power goes off. And it's re- <laughs> it's really, really dark. That is funny. It's a funny feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kind of tough to get used to. Well, we hope your uh, morning is off to a good start this morning. We're at 877-981-0981. Coming up at 625 this morning, we're going to be talking to Saturday Night Live alum Kevin Nealon. We're excited to oh, talk to him. Oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, he had a moment on Johnny Carson that it was his big break, and he almost blew it. Oh, no. I'll bet he has a million stories like that. I, I bet he does. Kevin Nealon coming up this morning, 625 on The Breeze. The Breeze. The breeze. On The Morning Breeze, Jack Culp and Carolyn McCarley. You know, when I think back on Saturday Night Live, especially the early years, I think about Weekend Update with Chevy Chase. I think one of the other, one of my other favorite Weekend Update anchors Carolyn was Kevin Nealon. Yeah, I remember his sign-off was always, I'm Kevin Nealon, and that's news to me. Like, just classic. (laughs) Kevin Nealon is actually doing stand-up comedy. He's doing, like, a live-streaming comedy special tomorrow at 7 o'clock in the evening, and you can actually go to our page, Morning Breeze page, 981thebreeze.com. We'll link you up to how you get tickets, but it's a chance for you to interact with Kevin Nealon, not just see his comedy show, but interact with him. Hey, good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. I'm so happy to be talking to you. It's great to talk to you also. I want to talk about your big debut on television, 1984, Johnny Carson. Commercials are over, music starts up, Carson's sitting on stage, you start to walk out, and what happened? Johnny introduced me, I can't believe it. The band plays me out, the curtain opens up, and as I'm walking out to my spot, the audience is applauding, and I see Johnny from my peripheral vision, and I totally go blank. I cannot think of my opening line or my act. Thankfully, after that last clap ended, I remembered it, and I started doing my act, and it was just, it was a dream come true. I mean, applause breaks, people laughing, I can hear Johnny laughing, and then I got to do panel afterwards, so nothing, I mean, Saturday Night Live, we nothing will ever 
top that for me. That has to be unbelievable. I mean, and Johnny inviting you to sit with him after your act, because that's when you like really know you make it, right? When Johnny invites you to sit in the chair, that's got to just be out of body. Oh, my God. I couldn't even believe I was sitting out there. And he was throwing his head back laughing. And I'm thinking, <sighs> am I dreaming? This has got to be a dream. And there's a little smoke coming out of his mouth from the cigarette he had during the commercial break, you know. And it was just... <laughs> so... When you were part of the Saturday Night Live cast all those years, who in your mind was your favorite host? I think Steve Martin was always... I was a huge fan of his. So when he came on, I was just ecstatic. A lot of people, when they think Steve Martin, they think Saturday Night Live. We're talking to Kevin Nealon and Kevin, speaking of Steve Martin, quick story for you. We interviewed Steve Martin a while back. His publicist didn't hang up when they were done doing the interview. It was Steve Martin and Martin Short. So we were finished with the interview and the phone was still on the line and you hear Steve Martin go, wow, Marty, we really tanked that one. Boy, if she's smart, she'll edit She'll edit all of that out. <laughs> it's just... Oh, that's hilarious. You know, it's funny. I do this hiking show called Hiking with Kevin on YouTube. Yes. Yes. And um, I hike with a different celebrity each week. And one week I hiked with Lin-Manuel Miranda in New York, mm -hmm. in, uh, up in the Heights around that area. And it was the first week I had a RF pack, like, a, you know, a mic that you put on the body and you clip the little mic on, the lavalier thing. Uh -huh. And then I wear a pack around my waist. I wasn't used to using that on people. And after the hike, I forgot to take it off of him. And like 20 minutes later, I realized that I forgot to take the pack off or even turn off the mic. And I was horrified. <laughs> I called his manager. I said, I'm so sorry. I forgot to take the mic pack off of uh, Lynn. Can we get him back? Can I? So he told me where he was. And I walked, you know, like five or six blocks. And I found him. He was sitting on a wall waiting for me. And he handed me the mic back. And I said, I'm sorry, Lynn. And I never listened back to what he might have said on there because I don't want to know. So it really could have gone either way. I know it. And I, and I just, I would never survive it. I don't want to know if he said anything bad about me. Yeah. And it would be worse if he said something bad than something good. Kevin Nealon, it was great having you on the Morning Breeze. Thank you for being a part of our morning. You're the best. Always love talking to you, Carolyn. See you next time. Bye-bye. The Breeze. Uh, a few days ago, you know, Napa announced that they're going to be opening up indoor dining, Carolyn. It's the first time in, well, who knows how long. Uh, lots of restaurants, of course, all over the Bay Area that have been hurting during the pandemic. One of the nation's best restaurants happens to be in Napa County, in Yountville. It's the French Laundry. Thomas Keller runs it. And who knows how many awards he's gotten for that restaurant. That's the restaurant that you see in movies, that you, when people come to the Bay Area, they say to you, oh, you're, this is where the French Laundry is. Now, I have to admit, Jack, <laughs> I've never been to the French Laundry. It's a little out of my uh, price range. Out of, out of our a, league, you think? Yeah, I, I hear <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's, it, you know, it's a small restaurant, uh, not very many tables, and during, you know, the current times, they have to, restaurants are opening up, but, you know, 25% of what their capacity usually is. Yeah. So French Laundry is opening back up. Usually a tasting menu at French Laundry is about $350 per person. But now since they can only have three tables at a time, eight fifty dollars per person for the <gasps> tasting menu. Per person? <laughs> $850. $850 for dinner? Yeah. And that includes, though, a bottle of 2006 Dom Perignon and the rest of the menu I can't pronounce so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> That's when you know you don't belong at a restaurant when you can't pronounce the menu and I'm probably right there with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'll have that, that, that and you're that. It's pointing to the so... menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 850 per person. Wow. That's our Chipotle allowance for 10 years. <laughs>
I'm telling you, <laughs> no eight fifty per Chipotle. person. No offense to Chipotle. I love Chipotle. And no, off- no offense to <laughs> Thomas Keller either. Yeah, that too. But I do understand where French Laundry is coming from. I can't say that I. Sure. Under- I'm not going to say like, okay, you know, it's okay to charge eight hundred fifty dollars, but I do understand the fact that they, you know, on a larger scale, can only open up at a certain capacity, have right. to make up for lost uh, wages. So I understand on that level, but that's a little bit out of my price range. But you know, people, I'll bet the reservations are going to be flying for that place. Yeah, as I understand it, you can't get a table. Mm-hmm. Even during normal times, you can't get a table. That's but 850 a- I, be- I believe that includes the tip. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope it does. But <laughs> you know too. what? At that point, just go for it. The last couple of days, you know, amazing examples of heroism these rescues during the wildfires. Remember the, a couple of days ago, we were talking about the helicopter rescues yes. and the pilots that, that could not even see where they were landing. Can you imagine that because of the smoke? Yeah, that was happening. Well, it happens all over, but it was happening specifically when we talked about it, I think on Wednesday with the Creek Fire, which is a fire that they just can't seem to get a handle on in Fresno County. And one of the problems with that fire, Jack, is that there are so many people out there camping in that right. area that are just stuck. They were just all, found themselves all of a sudden surrounded by fire. Now we're starting to hear these stories of people that have been rescued. This is one camper that was literally rescued yesterday. We survived! It's a relief to just be back home in Fresno. You know, just home again. Not up there. 10,000 feet up in the air, surrounded by fires, so it's, it's pretty crazy. That's just one example, Jack. I mean, and that's you, incredible audio. Yeah, this is near Shaver Creek, as you said, Fresno, Fresno County, and they were the campers and the hikers were instructed in to actually go into Shaver Lake to protect themselves. Can you imagine that? I can't even imagine. We had that video the other day of the, the guy on the boat with his family in the middle of the lake. Yeah. And just the video that they took surrounding was just it's mind-boggling. It but sure is. We are so glad that those guys are okay, that we just heard from. Uh, we have some incredible video for you. Morning Breeze page through Facebook 98.1 The Breeze. The Breeze. Jack Culp and Carolyn McArdle. I read the other day, Carolyn, that Los Angeles County banned trick-or-treating because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19. And then just uh, just yesterday, they kind of backtracked on it. And said that, well, it's okay if your kids go out trick-or-treating. We're not going to ban it. And it got me to thinking, if we had trick-or-treat age kids, what would we do? That's a good question. And I've been wondering what parents are going to do this year. I mean, I know L.A. is L.A., but and we're the Bay Area, meaning right. we have separate rules here. So let's say that here in the Bay Area, Jack, trick-or-treating is allowed to happen. What do you do as a parent? What What would you and Kim do? You know, I, I can tell you right now, Kim would say absolutely not. And I would have to agree with her. The tough part is, though, at that age, it's peer pressure on the kids. If, mm. if, if one set of parents lets their kids go out trick-or-treating, you know, what do you tell your kids when they say, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, their kids can go out trick-or-treating. Why can't we? And, it, you know, it's hard to explain to a kid that young that this is a really dangerous time and you have to explain it without scaring them. And, and this is a holiday I think that kids look forward to. All year long, you get in your costume, you're out with your friends, you're getting candy and your pillowcase, your plastic pumpkin. And so to have to break (laughs) that to your kid as a parent that you're not going out this year, I think would be incredibly hard. We already have enough pressure on us. These poor parents and kids having to go through this again on just another level. Yeah, I would have to say that I would say no to uh, Andrew and Jordan if they were still that age. It's (sighs) just hopefully it's just this year. I can't even think about this still (laughs) being in the same. 
same place next year at this time.